What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rance, certified life coach, certified nutritionist, mental health advocate. I like to bring guests on here that are leaders in their chosen field, whether it's a doctor or nutritionist or maybe just another life coach or spirituality coach. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I can share it with you guys. I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. I'm your host, Zach Grant. I'm here today with a very special guest, Brian Sanders, the filmmaker behind the Food Lies documentary and host of the top five nutrition podcast, Peak Human. Brian, how are you doing today? Hey, Zach. How's it going? I'm good. It's going really well. Good to see you. Um, I came across your Instagram page, not even sure how it happened, but I was instantly intrigued. Uh, a lot of carnivore type stuff, meat on your page, which I love to mm-hmm. see, grass-fed beef, grass-fed meat, all the good stuff. But also, it seems like you are pretty good at exposing some food lies. So tell us how you started getting into this and what uh, started your journey. Yeah, well, it's basically my health journey started with my parents, really. they I lost both my parents at 30, which is kind of crazy. I mean, they were a little bit older than normal parents, but that shouldn't happen. And it woke me up and I was 30 when this happened. And that's also when you can't eat whatever you want anymore, you know? So it, I, I really took a look at my diet and I didn't want to fall the same fate as them. And I realized that, you know, these chronic diseases that they passed from, they weren't normal. This is not, I, there, this is not what humans should endure. It's typical, right? In society, we think it's normal. It's not normal for humans is what I'm saying, right? So it's like, I realized that if I changed my diet and lifestyle, I did not have to fall to the same fate. It wasn't like I was genetically doomed, right, to get cancer, Alzheimer's, or all these things. So that's really what started off. Yeah. Interesting. So a couple questions. I have not seen your documentary yet, but I promise I'm going to watch it. Uh, I have not out yet, actually. What's that? It's not out yet, actually. That's why. Yeah. Oh, really? When does it come out? Uh, It's going to be a while. It's going to be this summer, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. What are some of the most common food lies that you've exposed? Well, I think the biggest one, as you said, I have all this kind of meat on my page. The biggest one is that plant-based is just well-known in society. It's like connected with this is healthy, right? It's, it's they're like synonymous. Like people talk to me like, oh, you're making a film about health. Yeah, yeah. I try to be more plant-based. I try to eat less meat. Like, no. That's, that's actually the opposite of what I found. I've interviewed scientists and doctors all over the world for many years. It's been four years full-time, eight years journey total. And what I found is that animal foods are the foundation of a healthy human diet, right? So the biggest food lie is that you have to eat tons of plants, go plant-based to be healthy. That is not true. I've seen the exact opposite. Everyone I work with, with Dr. Gary, you know, I work in a medical setting with Dr. Gary. We use animal-based diets to reverse disease. We, you know, this is so opposite of what the mainstream is telling you. And I think some people have caught on to this. You know, I'm glad that diets like paleo or keto or carnivore have been getting more popular over the years. You know, there's sort of a new variation um, every few years. But really what they're all based on is ancestral principles of human health, right? This is like humans evolved to eat meat. We evolved to eat animal foods. This is how we became human. And I looked into all this stuff. I actually went to Africa uh, in February to live with hunter-gatherers and hunt with them 
to see how we lived. And they were always just hunting animals and eating fat and meat. And this is what they did to be healthy. And they, when they couldn't find animals, they had to rely on plant foods. Like plant foods are fallback foods. But today we're kind of just tricked into thinking that these like plant foods are this panacea. You know, it's like, oh man, they, they heal everything when, you know, they, they have a place in your diet. It's just, they're, they're the fallback. Yeah. So why do you think the vegan plant-based diet has caught so much momentum in recent years? It's it's sexy. You know what I mean? It's like it, it sounds good on paper, right? Every, right? There's three different arguments they use. It's like the environmental side, the nutrition side, and the moral side. And all three of those, if you don't look further into them, they seem great on the plant-based side, you know? Cuz because of all of the the mainstream media ha- has kind of just set you up to think that and there's been so much marketing campaigns and different uh really lobbying to get all this stuff in front of you huge dollars spent right lobbyists our marketing budgets even the studies are funded by processed food companies basically so it's i mean i know why it happened and a lot of it's to do with money and there's a lot of money to be made in processed plant foods right so i'm not saying that plant foods are bad but processed foods are bad and those are really plant-based and that's where all the money is to be made so that's yes they have all the power so i get it and so if yes if you don't look into these things further than the top level like oh cows are cows are bad for the environment you just think oh okay good so then i won't eat meat but you don't realize that that's not true at all that cows can actually benefit the environment especially if they're raised in the correct way which is a whole other topic that we'll go into on the film at least that you know you leave cows out on grass they're doing good things they're they're enriching the soil they're you know this is part of nature and how nature's always worked and what's not part of nature is using monocropped plant agriculture to grow corn wheat and soy and process it and put it in a box and feed it to people wow interesting a very uh different take on how we should like focus on our diet and nutrition because we talk about health, right? It's not just what we eat. It's exercise, it's mental health, it's relationships, it's being grateful um, and all these things, right? But when it comes to diet and nutrition specifically, it should someone, and you know, we all have different goals, right? Some people are trying to lose weight. Some people are just trying to, you know, stay healthy, put on some mass, whatever it is. But to the average person, to the average Joe who just wants to eat the healthiest diet possible, should they be more focused on macronutrients or micronutrients? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. So when when you talk about micronutrients, you're basically talking about food quality. So your your question kind of is, yeah, should I worry about food, either quantity, which is, yeah, like trying to count calories. And then part of macros is, you know, adjusting fat to carb ratios. And I think those are secondary to food quality. So I'm in the macro micronutrient camp, which is focusing on the well. I, protein is a macro, but I think there's when you look at the micro components of it, all the amino acids, those are yeah. all more bioavailable and complete in animal foods. Right. So when you're looking at protein, you want animal protein, and otherwise the micros are the vitamins and minerals. And again, animal foods win in that regard. They have more bioavailable and complete vitamins and minerals. So people don't know this, but you know, when you're eating spinach, for example, you're not getting all this iron and all these things that you think you're getting. You're not getting a bunch of protein that you're you're getting these things in the lesser forms and or there's anti-nutrients that actually block the iron absorption. So it's it, there's a lot to it when you get into these details, but 
the high level kind of outcome that you want to just know is that if you focus on getting the highest quality foods, whole foods, just avoiding processed foods, then you actually have to focus less on all the, the weighing of the food or like, you know, tracking of macros because you're actually getting all that you need from the real foods. And yes, that is a combination of plant and animal foods. And if you're yeah shooting for all the micronutrient goals, which is kind of your original question, yeah, I mean, to get all the bioavailable micronutrients, you'd have to eat a really good diet of whole foods. You can't be eating Pop-Tarts and get right. all your micros, basically. Right. Got to make sure we get all the vitamins and minerals, vitamin A, B, C, D, K, 12, <laughs> iron, magnesium, sodium, and all those things. And the amino acids in the protein, right? And, and when we talk about protein, obviously high quality protein, grass fed beef, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can go further and get regenerative beef and there's different ways to manage the animals where they, they actually put nutrients back in the soil. They put carbon back in the soil. Incredible. You know, it's, uh, it's really mind opening to me. I'm a certified nutritionist and I've been reading a lot of books on health and I do my best to eat super healthy. And some of the principles that I live by is keto diet, right? 70% fats, salmon, eggs, uh, olive oil, nuts and seeds and things like that. Um, and then protein, super important, right? I I've tried the vegan lifestyle for a month. I did it for a month. It was cool. But, um, at the end of the day, talking to someone like you really opens up my eyes because there's so much propaganda out there, right? As, as kind of what you mentioned, it's, it's all about the money. And uh, it's important that not only do we try to see other people's point of view, but mm -hmm. also check in with ourselves and be like, yo, how do I feel after I eat this, right? Because that, that sense of awareness is something that I feel like a lot of people lack today, right? They just, whatever this person says, whether it's, you know, Dave Asprey or the South Beach diet or Dr. Atkins, like people just will, will follow them blindly. But it's important to really get your information from a large spectrum of point of views. What do you think? Absolutely. I, I think a lot of people aren't honest with themselves and how they feel or they they get caught in this honeymoon period. And I do enjoy the keto diet. Like I did keto for many years. And now that I've kind of healed myself, I can start being more metabolically flexible and adding in more carbs. So that's pretty cool as well. But I was going to say, you go on a vegan diet, you can lose a lot of weight and feel great for the first couple months. Some people do, some people don't. But then you think that this is a diet that you should do forever. But I don't think a vegan diet is healthy for anyone. I think it's more of a fast. It's almost like a cleanse, a fast. You know, it's like, it, it, you're not getting all the protein and minerals and vitamins that you need, but it's okay temporarily. But then, so people get confused with what works in the short term for what works in the long term. And I was going to say, even with keto, you could do, you know, a, a decent, you know, version of keto that's not actually optimal, but you still feel great and you do it for a couple of months and you feel great. But I'm still saying there's better ways you can do it, right? You can optimize more. Absolutely. Like you, you can't just say just because in the beginning you cut out a lot of junk and you feel great. That doesn't mean it's the end all be all. So you need to, yes, you need to keep doing tests on yourself, keep learning more and uh, keep evolving really. Yeah. What are some ways that we can do tests on ourselves and learn more and evolve over time? Well, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to really judge how you feel because there's so many factors, right? There's so many variations and usually people change more than one thing at a time. So it's just hard to know what, you know, gave you a positive or negative effect. But 
I mean, really, some of the things are you shouldn't you shouldn't have bloating. You shouldn't have you shouldn't be burping. You shouldn't be having indigestion. You shouldn't you should just like actually feel how you feel digesting the food. Right. And then a lot of people I hear on the more plant based side, they're dealing with all these problems from the food because they're di trying to digest large volumes of plant food. And then you hear about the, like a, say maybe more carnivore based diet. They're feeling amazing and their digestion is getting better. And it like all these things get better. So you, you got to like just be honest with how you feel. And sometimes it does take some time to adjust to a new diet. But just know that, man, you, you should be feeling great after a meal you sh and also and two hours after a meal you should judge how you feel two hours after a meal if you're falling asleep maybe that's because you ate too much sugar or carbs or something and now your body's you know tanking after this blood sugar roller coaster it's well said i i always try to tell all my clients all the time you know don't just believe what i say but believe what your body says and check in with yourself 30 minutes three hours three minutes, whatever, right after your meal. And you know, if you are bloated and you feel lethargic and you are burping and you do have your passing gas, like those are not, those are not good things. We shouldn't be, our body should not be responding that way. Right. So tell us a little bit about your diet and some of your goals and uh, see if people could learn something from that. Yeah. It's been many years of trying different things and learning more. I call it the sapia diet. I think it's kind of, the overarching view of diet that that kind of includes all good diets in a sense right i'm always i'm trying to look at the universe unifying theory of nutrition <laughs> that that's kind of my quest uh you know like einstein was trying to find the unifying theory of everything you know and figure out like the equation of the universe and equals mc squared i'm trying to do that with diet and what i think i found is that it's that all the good diets have certain things in common and they all leave certain things out and so what they leave out is very important. And I think all good diets around the world throughout history, you know what I mean? What, what, however you look at it, good diets don't include processed grains, sugars, and processed oils, right? So the vegetable oils, olive oil is not a vegetable, you know, olive, coconut, um, avocado are actually fruit. So the fruit oils are okay. But all the good diets throughout history have not include the seed oils, the vegetable oils, the canola, all these, you know, new oils that are in all the fryers and they're used everywhere. So they don't include refined grains. Most of the time, you know, bread could be, you know, some good, decent diets include bread. It's another story. So they don't include added sugar, refined grains and the processed oils. And what they do include is animal foods. All diets throughout history have included animal foods. This vegan thing is a very new thing that, that has never been done before really on a, on a full population level at all. So that's a high level. But so really a sapien diet is just, hey, this is just a human diet, right? This is based on all kinds of diets throughout the world. All Everything that I've ever known, I'm pulling from the best scientists and doctors I can find around the world. And it's, yeah, I mean, you're really going to get a lot of your calories from animal foods. You're going to get well-sourced animal foods, grass-fed, grass-finished. You're going to get wild-caught seafood. You're going to get pasture-raised eggs. You're going to avoid, like I said, the processed food that have the sugar and the flour and the oil in them. And yeah, I'd say also don't eat all the time. Um, embrace fat, you know, these, these type of nuances, like you could uh, avoid certain plant foods. Maybe I got in trouble. I, I got in the whole like kale and spinach shake thing for a while and was eating these big kale and spinach shakes every day. That's actually a problem. There, this is not something that 
humans do. We don't eat things year round. You know, we eat seasonally. We have different things available or we cook things. So eating a bunch of raw kale and spinach every day for two years, that's a whole bunch of oxalates. These are the, these anti-nutrients that people can have problems with. But people, vegans will have kidney stones because of these high oxalate foods. And I found a vegan website that warns vegans about all the problems with certain anti-nutrients because you, you, you can't just eat this stuff year round and and just in an unnatural way. So I actually just really focus on the least toxic plant foods, right? So the people may have heard of, you know, beans have lectins and, you know, spinach and kale have the oxalates and nightshades, right? Nightshades like eggplants and tomatoes have different anti-nutrients that affects your gut and your health. So if you want, want to take it to the next level, I would say look into which foods have these certain anti-nutrients that may be hurting you or your gut. And yeah, gluten's an example of that. People know it's like, oh yeah, gluten, yeah, it's not great for your gut. And even if you're not celiac, it's still not great. Yeah, well said, well said. So what I'm gathering from that is, you know, no processed foods, right? No processed mm -hmm. foods. If it's made in a factory, if it has a ton of ingredients on it, if you got to read the nutrition facts, not good for you. Gluten, we all have gluten sensitivity, right? It's just not good for the gut, not good for digestion. And then just being super balanced, proteins, fats, you know, I, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on carbohydrates, but obviously bananas and apples and blueberries and even, you know, spinach, it has a little bit of carbohydrates in it. Like those, how do you feel about the carbohydrates as far as like macronutrient wise? Yeah, those are fine. Those are fine. You're, you're listing the whole food carbs, which are completely fine. No one really got fat and sick from whole foods. You know what I mean? Like even if it's fruit and yes, it, yeah, fruit is a lot more sugary and stuff in the old days, but still we need to be focusing on avoiding the processed foods, right? It's like, why do you think we think meat is bad? Well, people are eating a McDonald's meal with fries and a soda. <laughs> like it's obvious that, that they're blaming all the problems on the meat when it's everything else. So yeah, focus on on the big things. And then if, if you, yes, carbohydrate restriction, I think is a good strategy for many people, right? And it, it can help many people, but it, it's not like you have to be afraid of carbs. It's basically that most carbs in today's world are, are actually just in processed foods, right? Just so like you, sugar and stuff. Yeah. And if you avoid, if you're avoiding refined carbs, so if people avoid carbs, you're avoiding a lot of grains, refined grains, Pasta, bread, foods. Yeah. So you're, you're avoiding a lot of just processed foods, really. So that's why it could be good. But especially if you kind of go through a journey and kind of cut them all out for a while and then come back to them, you can be fine. If you're avoiding seed oils yeah. and you're avoiding all these other things, then yes. At, and then you, you lose weight, you get more metabolically healthy then absolutely, then you can start eating more fruit and some more potatoes and whole foods like that. And right. you should be completely fine. Yeah, well said, well said. You know, a lot of the advice that I give uh, to people as we kind of go into the tail end of the podcast is to keep it simple, stupid. Keep mm -hmm. it simple. For me, I eat the same meal every day. Three or four eggs with two cups of spinach and avocado um, and uh, some walnuts or, or almonds, right? It's, it's high fats. Uh, super healthy, unprocessed foods, obviously, at Whole Foods. Um, and then for dinner, two or three times a week, it's salmon and broccoli. Two, three times a week, it's chicken and some other vegetable. And then, you know, once a week, I have pizza or anything. But um, at the end of the day, 
my advice to people is just to keep it as simple as possible. So can you elaborate on how people can take what we've talked about over the last 19 minutes and really dumb it down and really keep it simple so they can eat, be healthier? Yeah, I, I love your strategy and I do a similar thing. Yeah, and I'm eating two meals a day. I think, yeah, you can eat two b big meals and be satisfied. For one thing, people need to not be afraid of eat, eating to be full. If you're eating good protein and fats, you you are going to be full. If if you people try it, they get into trouble. They try to eat little salads and like these small meals. Then they're starving an hour, two hours later. Then they're like getting some snack at a gas station. They're pulling into a restaurant. You don't want to do that. So eat fewer times per day. Don't snack. Eat big meals. Learn how to cook. I love that. You're, you're eating simple meals that are delicious. That's I guess that's the biggest takeaway is you're, you're eating whole foods. If you know how to cook, if you practice a little bit, you get better as you go. You find foods you like. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes, not everyone, but people like, you know, meat and, and avocado. And these are rich foods that you can enjoy, especially you just get a little seasoning. You kind of just work on your cooking techniques. You're, you're there. You're there. Don't rely on willpower. Don't rely on, you know, trying to get by with these low calorie diets, you know, like foods that you don't like, find foods that you enjoy, learn how to cook them, and you're going to stick to it long term. That's it. Exactly. F find foods you like, learn how to cook. I never knew how to cook in my entire life. I threw some eggs on a frying pan. Um, I threw some salmon in my air fryer these days with air fryers. I mean, not only are they so easy to cook, they come out perfectly, but they are so easy to clean. I mean, there's really at the end of the day, no excuse not to at least try to cook a few times per week. And actually a couple of my clients that I'm working with right now, we are focusing more of our time, energy and attention on going shopping and buying food from the supermarket and cooking them. And um, you're absolutely right. Just to keep it simple is, is cook a little more, two meals a day, right? Don't snack throughout the day and, um, you know, continue to, to seek out advice, continue to connect with people like Brian and like all the others that just know so much about food and all the things that are important. So to all the people that have been listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can head over to sapien.org slash Brian to connect with Brian, to watch his YouTube videos, to learn more about his talks and all the things of the like. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for sticking around up until this point. I'm going to drop Brian's website below and all his social handles below. You can follow him on Instagram at food lies. That's F O O D L I E S. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hop on the podcast today. Nothing short of a pleasure. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Brian. I'll connect with you soon, okay? Have a good one. Looking forward to the right. documentary. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take care. All right, you too.